1: Hello, hello, you're listening to Zed Games. My name is Zara, and with me in the studio tonight is... Cam! And... Maylee. Woohoo! Woo-hoo! Um, and we have the usual. We have the usual tonight, which but is... Different. But different. Um, because, like, we're presenting the usual type of content, like the categories, which is news, reviews, mm. community, culture, uh, mm. gaming, music, um, but... You know, every week it's different, <laughs> so it's different. <laughs> it's got a different sauce every week, so it's never old. Um, yes. How are you? T- t- how are you two tonight?
3: Oh, feeling great. Yeah, like, I had a wonderful day.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Ate Good too day. much sushi. Some sushi. Oh my gosh, I wish that was me. Oh. I've eaten no sushi today, which is the worst amount of sushi to eat. Me, mm.
1: I've also not eaten any sushi today. Like oh my God, Cam, you are winning.
3: Well, you know like those old video games you play where like, you beat someone up and like a chicken pops out on the ground, Yes. Up, right? Is,
1: are you saying that if we punch you, sushi will pop yes, out? Yes, that's exactly okay. what I'm I am, okay. I am a
3: sushi piñata right now.
1: All right, a sushi piñata. I'm completely unrelated. I'm going to cut away <laughs> to the news. Um, and if some punching noises come through, don't worry about it. It's fine.
0: This week in gaming, woo! If you're looking forward to the upcoming Zelda Tears of the Kingdom on May 12th, let this be a warning for you. The entire 200 plus page art book has been leaked onto the internet. With game details currently scarce and three months left until release, spoilers now abound regarding characters that will appear in game and their designs. While the art book doesn't directly spoil any gameplay, Elements can certainly be inferred by some of the content, so be wary of those looking to spoil your sense of discovery. Woo! Vice President of Microsoft, Brad Smith, has announced a binding 10-year contract with Nintendo, outlying their intent to bring Xbox and Activision games to Nintendo platforms. Specifically, the deal outlines a commitment to release Call of Duty games the same day as Xbox, with full feature and content parity. How they plan to achieve this is yet to be seen. Shortly afterwards, at a press conference in Brussels, Smith also announced that all Xbox games would be coming to the competing cloud gaming service, GeForce Now. The moves are part of Microsoft's strategy to defend their proposed acquisition of Activision to the European Union's antitrust authorities. The deal is currently under investigation and has been heavily criticized by Sony, primarily on the issue of potential Call of Duty exclusivity. Microsoft is hoping to settle the matter by June this year. Woo! In the most gripping news of the year so far, it has been noticed that the reading of Yahoo! used in the trailer for the upcoming The Super Mario Bros. movie has been updated. As a controversial choice for the iconic plumber, Chris Pratt has a lot to prove, and to help sell him in the role, we've gone from this... Wahoo! to this... Wahoo! One more time, this... Wahoo! is now this... Wahoo! The shocking change has rocked our very perception of reality. But is it a step in the right direction? Only time will tell. Oh, and here it is in French. Woo-hoo! Legendary XCOM and Civilization studio Firaxis Games has seen the departure of both the studio head Steve Martin after 27 years and creative director Jack Solomon, who was a primary driving force between the development of XCOM 1, 2, War of the Chosen and the recent Marvel's Midnight Suns, after 23 years with the company. Both posted messages announcing their departure on Twitter. No reason has been stated for their departure, but they appear to have left the company on good terms. Upcoming game releases. February 24, we'll see Blood Bowl 3 for PlayStation and Xbox platforms, as well as PC and Switch, Company of Heroes 3 for PC. Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe on Switch and Octopath Traveler 2 for PS5, PS4, Switch and PC. February 28th we'll see Destiny 2 Lightfall and Scars Above for PlayStation platforms, Xbox platforms and PC as well as Dungeons of Ether for PC. That's all this Yahoo in gaming woo!
1: Thank you so much for the news, Paul. That was a delight. Now I am obligated to make everyone in the studio tonight do their best. Wahoo, Cameron, you go first. Yahoo, Maely, wahoo, oh, nice. myself, wahoo.
2: Oh, I like the energy.
1: Alrighty, now that we've got that out of the way, yeah. I, what about? Okay, okay. I was, I was reading. So the whole like microsoft microsoft stuff coming over to the switch does anyone else feel like that is slightly illegal somehow well,
3: hang on. i should point out they never actually said switch Ooh. they just said nintendo oh, systems. oh my
1: gosh that's true then
3: what what I mean, this might come as a shock there's something coming up
1: no no <laughs> they would not like leave a little breadcrumb trail to like tantalize
3: you think they're going to be making Call of Duty for the Switch in well, 10 years from
1: now? That's actually what I was picturing, because I thought that would be absolutely hilarious. Like None I, of these games would work on the Switch. It would just be
3: yeah. Terrible. I am issuing
1: a challenge to Nintendo <sighs> to make Call of Duty... What's the most recent one?
3: Oh, who cares?
1: I don't know. Um, The most recent one...
3: <laughs> None of us do.
1: Playable on the Switch, and I want it to be like... Nice, smooth frames, Ah, uh, that that one guy with the skull mask, I want sure. him to be like I want him to at least have half of his polygons. That is my challenge.
3: Okay. I'll just call Nintendo now.
1: Yeah, your uncle Nintendo.
0: Hello.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, me,
0: Nintendo.
1: <clears throat> I mean, it's a smart move. It's a smart business move. Mm. And I can't disagree with that it just um we if- can disagree with smart mis- business moves
2: but would not why <laughs> well we're not business people we're the consumers and sometimes it's not the best thing for the consumer
3: we're we- on air on Triple Z, we don't exactly make smart business moves in our lives, and I think that's fair to say. Excuse but, me, this is I'm my saying, best you
1: know, business decision ever.
3: We're not. We shouldn't be in charge of video games.
1: Completely unrelated. <laughs> I have some <laughs> Nintendo stocks to sell. Really? Um, <laughs> yes. If you will just come into the empty studio next door, ah. um, you also need to put this pillowcase. One, Why am I threatening you so much tonight? Like, what is going it on? Just, keeps it's
2: like always ends up with you threatening bodily harm oh just my gosh me, which is fair.
1: i think okay if That's i do fine. that one more time i want you to just like mutiny against me all right okay okay thank you i have a review for you two <gasps> i'm very excited um bring it on I'm i just want to take a moment i um, not just for you two but also for the listeners i want you to look around and i want you to decide that this moment is going to be be memorable
2: every moment here doing this show with you guys is
1: memorable (laughs) oh my my goodness (laughs) mainly you're making me cry and now the mic sock is damp from my (laughs)
3: tears
1: (laughs) (laughs) but my point is is that memories are important not like memorizing your notes before a big exam although that is important the, what I mean is the memories of the things you have experienced, seen, smelt, tasted, heard, the memory of the scratchy jumper you had to wear as a kid, the memory of waking up to music playing and knowing immediately that it was going to be a cleaning day. Hmm. It has been 10 years since I lived with my mother, and I still remember the sound of her car coming to a stop in the driveway, except now that the context has changed. She's a guest coming to visit rather than coming home after work. I'm willing to bet that many of you have similar memories. Perhaps you were bullied in school. Maybe you want a spelling bee. You catch a whiff of cologne and remember your father dabbing some on before heading out to work while you got ready for school. Perhaps you remember him straightening your collar and you straighten his tie. A mirror of each other across generations. We all have memories we cherish. we preserve, we struggle with. Memories we wish we could forget. Memories we wish we could remember season a letter to the future is about remembering not just your own memories but the memories the lives the experiences of those you meet remembering people remembering events for people the importance of memories is immediately highlighted when in the game your mother sacrifices five precious memories of her own in order to protect your mind against forces that may take your memories away the reason is twofold one She insists it's your duty to remember. You are to travel across the world recording the season, and the end of it. But of course the world is dangerous, and the mind is so vulnerable. How could a mother not want to protect her child? She cannot go with you, and she doesn't want you to go. But you go because you must. At least this way she can rest a little easier. Season, A Letter to the Future is a beautiful, stylistic 3D game that plays out much like a poem detailing a great journey, from one who's experiencing that journey. This is a poem that you create and cultivate, and the contents of the journey is dependent on you. In simple terms, season is a cycling simulator. You play as Estelle, and you start in the reclusive village of Cairo. The first things to record with your camera and audio recorder is the sleep music that plays in the streets, the fountain tinkling, the statue of those who founded this village, and the remnants of the farewell party thrown for you. You must say goodbye to Cairo and your mother, A process that reminded me of when I first moved out of my own, and of my own mother. Indeed, I felt motivated to send her a quick I love you text after that memory ritual. You learn about Kara in the process. This town where your best friend loves to fish but no one has seen a fish in years. The memory and dream treatments, the history. And then all too soon, it is time to select a bike and leave. Estelle experiences loneliness for the first time. She sees remnants of structures from seasons past, including the season of war. All before her time, but their impact on the land, the ruins, the memories of such events permanently scarred into the roads and mountains. She sees a goat for the first time and pets it along the way you are recording sketching finding memories and remembering them as you take photos and recordings find souvenirs and snippets of history you compile it in your journey filling the pages with everything you have seen heard felt and experienced it isn't just old buildings and a large world that you experience you also meet people i spent a good seven hours in a valley that was doomed to be flooded as the crumbling dam nearby is destroyed but you are given the chance to explore the valley record the town, Shang, and its inhabitants. You learn about the Greyhands, who are attempting to prepare people for the new season, whilst you attempt to define what this season even was. Within the valley, I met a new widow and her son, who now had to evacuate and select only a few things from their farm. A challenging task, but what if you were still early in your grieving process, and suddenly you can't keep these precious mementos? You might not be ready to leave anything behind yet, but you still need to. In that case, perhaps a passing stranger who is here to remember everything could help. This world is so full of detail, areas to explore, puzzles and mysteries to solve, and you can record as much or as little of it as you want. It is up to you to decide what is important and what isn't. Perhaps everything is important and you meticulously record everything. Perhaps you're aware of how much of the world there is to record, and it might be better to prioritise. There isn't really a wrong path or a wrong decision. I've had to make several irreversible decisions and the impact of those choices are sometimes immediately clear, immediately clear. Some of them, however, will take time to reveal. And so you travel on your bicycle. I picked the yellow one, by the way. Largely alone except for your memories, your dreams, your hopes, and those snippets of interactions with other people. You remember them for the future using your journal. You can decide exactly what you want to put in the journal with the journal itself being a mechanic. You can fill its pages and you don't have to put in much, but each page you fill grants you greater insight into the history of this world and this season. Estelle is incredibly curious and I feel you have to indulge that curiosity to get the most out of this game, but also you're free to move on whenever you wish. I find this game beautiful with vibrant colors and shapes, with an art style that feels distinctive, readable and gorgeous, Although the game struggles with loading in patches of environment and objects. It's not uncommon to get stuck in a rock, requiring a dedicated, unstuck button in the start menu. And sometimes I felt like I was playing the game wrong. That latter issue went away after I learnt that there isn't really a way to play it wrong. The soundtrack is immersive. It envelops you in this meditative journey, drawing you in as you cycle through the landscape, experiencing and thinking until you see something that catches your eye. Sound is important in this game, where flowers will sing out to you, recalling memories of conversations past, conversations well before your time. Sleep music plays, lulling you into a dream. The people you meet all have such unique voices, rich and descriptive, reflecting the person. You meet a pessimistic monk, an old artist, a child who wants to show you everything before it's all gone, and their voices reflect their lives, their fears, and their dreams. Season. Is a cycling simulator, and you spend a lot of time wrangling your bike into place so you can see more things more quickly. I found myself spacing out a lot, reflecting a lot on this world and Estelle's life as she shares it, but also on my own life, my own memories. I found myself asking what memories could I sacrifice, what memories I wish were gone, and whether I would actually be able to let them go. They're a part of me too, as unwanted as an ugly scar, and they tell a story, my story. It's not a game for everyone. I found it a little frustrating at times. Sometimes I wish I could just go quicker, but also I was the one who stopped to take that photo of a bird. I was the one who stopped to investigate a shrine. It is a slow game and it's not to be rushed. I have not finished it. I'm not too sure when I will, but I'm not really focused on finishing the game. To end on a cliche, something about the journey being more important than destination, you know?
3: I know. That's yeah. very cool. Oof,
2: I just think you, you. you took us on a journey. Yeah, though. I'm feeling pretty sure so engrossed. I'm feeling pretty um,
3: wistful right now.
2: Yeah. Mm. I, I feel like this I should be feeling after actually playing the game, but just your review makes me feel. A
1: oh.
3: Special. Yeah. That was oh, very touching.
1: Oh, you t- you too. It really is a beautiful game. Um, There are a few aspects of it that was just kind of like a little frustrating, and it's not a. You can't really speed run the game, so if you're that type of person who will feel impatient with the pace, it's probably not the best game for you.
3: No, that's the Lance Armstrong DLC that's coming later. Yeah, 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 exactly,
1: exactly. That's the Tour de Carro. <laughs> um, my name is Zara, and with me in the studio tonight is Cam and Meili. And Cam has something to talk to us about.
3: Now, I've threatened you people with this when I started, I said, listen, um, <laughs> at one point, I'm going to actually take over the airwaves. Right now, this is the only thing on, on the radio, and I'm going to talk about the Commodore 64. You've
1: taken over literally every single airwave, and yes. now everyone in the entire world is hearing about the Commodore 64. Oh, whether now. they like it or not.
3: Oh, I'm so happy. Okay, so, <laughs> for me, the Commodore 64 is like the ultimate games machine. It is it is beautiful. It's, I love it. It's the system I grew up playing on. It's always going to have a special place in my heart. Now, if you're one Hey Cam, what is the Commodore
1: 64? <laughs> hey Cam, what is the Commodore 64? Glad
3: you asked, fantastic. <laughs> uh, it came out at the tail end of 1982, um, ask your grandparents about 1982. It's got a mono sound chip, it's got 16 colours, half of them are like terrible shades of grey and brown, um, 64 kilobytes of memory. If you take Is
1: that why it has 64 in the name? That is... Ooh, oh my good. gosh. Wow. Yeah. It I'm has, using my brain. Puzzle oh, solved. Mate, mm-hmm.
3: Brilliant. It has the computing power of a banana. Like it's <laughs> A Banana. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Um most of the games only use like one eight way joystick with one fire button. You kids today with your you know, your multi- We've got
1: like fifty buttons 50 on this on this like back control paddles. with like yeah. um they can also detect our heart rate. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Mine detects
3: yep. the heart rate and just goes, Ooh How's your life? <laughs> um But anyway, during the 80s, it was the system to own, right? It had legendary original games like Impossible Mission, Boulder Dash, Last Ninja, International Karate, California Games, Spy vs. Spy, arcade conversions, right? The idea was, okay, instead of like the people who made an arcade game bringing it out for like, you know, the the home systems, right, right, they just hired some other random person to do it. and. They wouldn't get the original machine. They'd just get like a videotape of it and try to convert it. Do you ever see that movie like, you know, Be Kind, Rewind or something where Jack plack has to yeah. remake the movies? Yeah. That's what people were doing back in the 80s, bringing, bringing games to home computers. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So Bubble Bobble, Ghosts and Goblins, Commando. Anyway, it sold over like 15 million, maybe 17 million systems worldwide, made it the most popular computer in the world. Um, But then people's attention span moved on to more powerful computer systems and games consoles like the Master System and the Mega Drive and the Super Nintendo and things moved on from there. But something happened that nobody was expecting. Games just kept coming out and they still haven't stopped. In fact, there's more new Commodore 64 games coming out every month than since the mid 80s. Like, it's just flat out ridiculous. But I am, as the kids say, apparently, here for it. (laughs) <laughs> would I'm you even say heavy.
1: it's lit
3: oh it's so lit is that a thing
1: <laughs> that came out so naturally
3: you nailed oh, it. Oh, I've still got it uh, so yeah it's 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 a viable current platform that I still really enjoy it and a lot of hobbyists have taken it up um, but one thing that's really cool is that like, I like to joke now that uh, if you just wait long enough every single video game ever made will eventually come out for the Commodore 64 like in the last couple, you know, just people are just bringing a whole swathe of super intelligent coders and artists, and they're doing this, and they're converting games that are on more powerful systems to go, we should do a Commodore 64 version. See what happens. Just make them. Yeah. Instead of remaking, they get made down into the... Like, just a little
1: uh, de-evolution, like in yeah. um, the Mario movie.
3: Brilliant. Oh, that was such a good movie. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, that, that's a whole other episode that I can ramble <laughs> on about. Like, Portal, right? Oh, yeah. Just, it's it's out for the Commodore 64. No way! Yeah, you've got mouse support. It's just 2D, right? Oh. But it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. And you make a little portal and you walk through it and the story and there's little cake and... I've
1: always, um, this is like something that I've always had a little bit of a fascination with, is the way that limitations mm. only make people more creative. Yes, It's... The most amazing thing, like, so you can give an artist, like, you can only use three colours. They're going to find a way to make the most of those three colours. You, you give, um, you give uh, the, the, the people who keep putting Doom on things, like a pregnancy yes. stick, and they're going to be like, all right, we're going to put Doom on the pregnancy stick.
3: I love that.
1: <laughs> it's amazing. And the, it's just like, it's a beautiful culture.
3: It, it's so good. And, and like, the Commodore 64 was really good for that because there are, as I said, only 16 colours, right? And they're not like you pick the 16 colors They're set.
1: You don't get a choice.
3: You don't get a choice, but people figured out, hang on, if I alternate this colour on this pixel 60 times a second, you make new colours. No way! So you get games with like 100 or so colours on the screen, and you go, well, that's so cool, right? It's a clever little trick. That is...
1: No... How how is that on the eyes? Like you wouldn't be able, you to, don't know, you wouldn't be able to perceive it. You, no. You, no. It's no. it just, just goes, too quick.
3: There's a new colour there that I haven't seen before. That's neat.
1: That's pretty cool.
3: Um yeah, so Sonic the Hedgehog just came out for the Commodore sixty four.
1: Oh, why didn't you leave with that? I
3: exactly sorry, I should have known. I should yeah. have told you. Yeah someone Perfectly converted the Master System Sonic the Hedgehog game to the Commodore 64.
1: Amazing.
3: It's so cool. Um, you know, it, it needed this memory expansion unit, really expensive, but you don't have to worry about that if you just use an emulator. Just use the emulators. I've given away all my hardware, like my original stuff. I just use emulators. or that you can go into JB or Amazon or whatever and buy a new Commodore 64.
1: You can just buy a new one? Yeah, like the,
3: a couple of years ago, this company re-released... Oh, wow. Here is a new C64, full-sized, HDMI out, games built in. You know, those those pre-made yeah, yeah, yeah. machines?
2: Amazing. How much did do they go for, do you know? Like 200 bucks.
3: Amazing. Yeah. So cool, cool right? Come
1: I was on. thinking that this is like something that you have to hunt down or no, whatever. I uh, or would have accessible. to depend on it. No. Uh, accessibility in my retro gaming?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> what? More likely than you think. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's amazing. That's.
3: I love that. I love that is It's it a whole new generation of people going to go, oh, cool, I'll try this out. You know, mum you know, and dad kept going on about this. Uh, I'll play it. Um, Plants vs. Zombies just came out about two or three weeks ago for it. That's cool. <laughs> Dang, that
1: was my favourite game in year eight.
3: Oh, so much fun, right? Why do people do this? I, I, I don't know. I think it's cool to see, like, as we say, technical challenge of limitations, going, hey, can I squeeze? Yeah. You know,
1: how like- much? How much can I peel away from a game... And have it still be that game. Right. It's fascinating. Yeah.
3: You make the graphics 2D and you save a lot of memory you don't need. You know, that's fine. Yeah. Um, You know, like, but what I really like instead of existing games being ported down as a new original stuff right that's cool people are still making new oh, original nice. titles um what i've been playing lately is a game called muddy races which is like an overhead racing game but for up to four players at the same time hmm. so people have made little adapters you can plug four joysticks into and race around um there's a game called eight bit slicks which is like you connect up to old modems and you can play against other computers and it's all kind of oh, cool, but it's kind of cool. Um, there's a game called Polar Bear in Space guess what that's about
1: is it about a polar bear who is in outer space
3: I don't know how you got it but you nailed it
1: how do you know
3: that I'm just I'm just so smart I'm just so smart
1: like (laughs) you can I can feel my brain like it's like thinking big brain
3: Mm. wow you should go to uni
1: yes (laughs) Um, uh, that's amazing. Yeah,
3: like and knights and slimes. It's it's a platform game, but like when I look at these brand new games, they're so beautiful and there's so much artistry put in there because you have forty years of technical knowledge that are like, oh wait, if we could do this, you know, it used to be like you could only have eight objects on the screen, right? Yeah, and then people figured out, oh no, wait, you can you can have eight objects on a line, and then all of a sudden the screen is filled with like lots of little moving characters around because the, the lines are all alternating anyway it's all a bit technical but it's cool the graphics keep getting better and better and better because people are squeezing more and more stuff out right yeah um paul didn't have it on the new release list um but I-
1: paul shot news reporting get it together
3: yeah good thing he's not listening uh <laughs> yeah just this week i uh, saw the release of a game called a pig's quest right which is a, a metroidvania style platform where you're a pig and you go and collect bits of armor and you, you attack enemies and you collect treasure and all. It's very cute. Very beautiful. It used that color trick that oh, I was talking about nice. before. Yeah, it's very pretty. It's already sold over 1,500 copies. Like, people are selling these games. This isn't just free.
1: It's not like just like a little hobby project no. or anything. No, and
3: some, some people do that. Like, I, yeah. I made a game a couple of months ago on the Commodore 64 oh. where, yeah, you have to collect... You're a very handsome man named Ant mm-hmm. and you have to collect top hats.
1: Oh, I see. And
3: I fit it in four kilobytes, and it was ridiculous, and I'm never going to do it again.
1: Fair um, enough. Oh, my goodness. Oh, someone just... That yeah, is, there, you go, that's it that exactly. That is actually... That is gorgeous. Sorry, Maylee. I'm just going to take a moment to try and, like... I want you to imagine Um, so many colours. So many colours. Yeah. Very vibrant. Very detailed. Um, like lo- Looks amazing. Rich purple and yellow. So... And they use the they use the tricks to to alternate Alternate the colors that that were available and
3: and like interpolating like colors next to each other. So on an old TV, they blur together. Nice. Yeah, using really cool tricks. So, I mean, fifteen hundred copies in a couple of days. That's more than what most a lot of new release indie PC games do, right? You release
1: a game on like Steam, and you might be lucky. Yeah, you'll be like you'll be popping a a cheap a champagne bottle if you hit fifteen thousand. Like
3: oh, might be a very cheap <laughs> champagne bottle. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, Steam, cut getting their seventy percent cut. Uh, but yeah, like I, I just really love that they there is a system out there that. Um, is real, you can go and buy it, or you can just use an emulator and play it for free. And there's a community of thousands of people around the world who are making new games for it. It's like, you know, the Pico eight, there was that fantasy oh, yeah, system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that. But it's actually it was a real thing. And people are still making games and I really like the idea that it's like one or two or three people just getting together going, Let's make a game. Yeah. Like that old indie punk aesthetic where it's just like let's just make something cool
1: yeah it's kind of it's kind of grungy it's kind of like a little bit like starting out in your garage rock style kind of thing. not really i don't know where i'm going with that but like it is a bit gritty it is a bit um it's limited it's you gotta do quite a lot of problem solving to bring the most out of it and people aren't just like de-evolution The devolving games to be able to fit on it, but they're creating games from scratch specifically for mm.
3: this system mm. that people don't really know about. No, and there's like there's magazines you can get on the shelf, you know, that just goes, oh, this is all the new Commodore 64 stuff now. This is cool. Yeah. Oh, magazines, that's another retro throwback. Oh, <laughs> I
2: love, I used to What's love a magazine?
3: magazine? Well, it's those like- are the things that go in the guns
2: right yeah in Call right. of Duty
1: G- you remember in Call of Duty when it got... so what we're
2: saying is instead of the switch Call of Duty should be released on the Commodore 64 yes
1: <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I retract my previous decision. I retract my previous challenge <laughs> <laughs> and a new better challenge and a new better challenge I'll just call, call of Duty the, n- the new one on the Commodore 64 I'll call and the only boss Commodore. the Thank Commodore you, the Commodore boss yeah
3: he died years ago baby. oh that <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. How> sad <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm saying is, go look, just type in Commodore 64 emulator into Google, grab yourself an emulator, grab yourself a whole heap of games that are for free, and then you have fun, right? Just have fun. Jeff Minter. I keep going on about him. His new game came out this week, Aka-R. 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 r And he started on the Commodore 64 40 years ago. Oh
1: my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah. Oh. So cool. Anyway. Thank you. Thank you.
3: Thank you to let me talk about my favourite thing in the world.
1: Any time, <laughs> except for not much longer, because uh, we, because it's actually time for us to say goodnight Aww. Aww, and goodbye. Oh,
3: that's f- rather... F- is this the final
1: episode? <laughs> um, for now. Oh. But um, I've had an absolute blast tonight, you two. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you for being here. Thank oh. you for
2: having us, and thank you to everyone listening in.
1: I think it's very memorable.
3: Thanks for letting me survive another episode
1: anytime Cam. anytime <laughs> and with that goodbye
0: goodbye Bye. love you
2: thanks for listening to Zed Games
0: if you'd like to listen to more check out our podcast on Spotify
1: or follow us on social media at Zed Games
0: AU see you next time